We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find all of my Mavs content at Dalton underscore Trigg on Twitter and on DallasBasketball.com. Be sure to go to my Twitter page and find the link I tweeted out of our community Discord for Mavs Step Back uh, where I post the links to all of our free live watch parties uh, for Mavs games. It's a cool thing. It's free. Y'all go be sure and check it out. Today, I had the special opportunity to sit down with Dallas Mavericks general manager, Nico Harrison. We talk about the NBA trade deadline, uh, the Mavs deciding to part ways with Kristaps Porzingis and why they decided to do that, uh, the fits of Spencer Dinwiddie and Dallas Bertans in Dallas, Goran Dragic on the buyout market, as well as you know how the Mavs' plans could change depending on who becomes available there, and much more. Uh, so I hope you all enjoy it. Here's my interview with Dallas Mavericks general manager, Nico Harrison. Well, look, we'll just jump right into it, Nico. Uh, again, I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. And I know you've been a, a very busy guy here lately with the uh, the trade deadline and uh, you had a the Mavs had a huge uh, bounce back win against the Miami Heat in Miami last night, and now you are getting ready for uh, New Orleans, who's been playing some good basketball as of late. But uh, just jumping right into it, you've been on this job with the Mavs for about eight months now, or it's getting close to eight months. Uh, given your previous experience with Nike, uh, how has some of what you did over there translated to your new job, and is there anything that's kind of popped up that has kind of surprised you to this point. Yeah, I think um, the, the the beauty about my old job is I had the relationships, whether it be with the GMs or the agents or the players. So I think that that was that kind of translated to what I'm doing now. But the difference is, is now you're dealing with a finite amount of players, you know, one team versus a bunch of teams. And then uh, and then there's rules. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like you can just do whatever you want to do. So learning the rules, learning the nuances of the NBA, um, how it ebbs and flows, uh, learning the, the the CBA. That's all been been uh, new. It's been great, though. It's been a great, great challenge to kind of soak all that in the first year. 
when you first got rolling into this, I mean, I know you've had, you know, many relationships with players and agents and stuff in the past, but from, from like a front office perspective with other general managers and everything, had you already had, you know, some kind of connections there or has that all kind of been new to you? No, I, I know all the GMs. We just had a different relationship. You know, uh, they might they might call me to ask me about one of their players or a player that they're looking to to draft. But now I'm competition to them. So <laughs> when we talk they're you know, they're not we're not having the same conversation. They're a little bit more reserved when they talk to me now. And I've got to ask you, because, you know, Dirk Nowitzki, he's he's a big Nike guy. And uh, when you were there, I mean, how how extensive was that relationship with you and Dirk before you even uh, got to where you're at now with the Mavs. Yeah, you know, in the mid in the mid 2000s, Dirk was one of our highest profile athlete. Um, so we, you know, we I say we, but me, our team, we worked with him a lot. Um, been to Turkey with him. Uh, you know, I I actually came to his last home game as part of Nike, like representing um, Nike and showing love to him in his last home game. So we, you know, he was very integral to what we did at Nike. Well, jumping into the trade stuff, because obviously, you know, James Harden ended up getting traded. That was a big deal and everything. But arguably the biggest surprise of the entire deadline was KP getting traded to Washington. And, you know, on the surface, I mean, there was there was mixed reviews from everybody. And uh, we saw just last night how it could work out for this team, because you add, you know, another three point sniper who's having a down year, but he's a career 40 percent guy in Davis Bertans. And you add some much-needed playmaking off the bench with Jalen Brunson becoming a full-time starter now with Spencer Dinwiddie. So uh, what was kind of the the mindset going into trade deadline week? How fast did all of that come up uh, with KP? And, I mean, what what ultimately made you guys decide to pull the trigger there? I think the biggest thing, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say the biggest thing and then I'll step back. I think the biggest thing is we're able to turn KP into two players that give us depth. Um, and so I think for us, that was the biggest thing that we could take away from is like we had a chance to turn one player into two and kind of fill some holes that we needed. So that's that's the reason why we did it. And then as you start going through trade deadline, teams start calling, you start having conversations back and forth, and then you start realizing, hey, we actually could make this happen. Uh, and you're looking at a finite amount of time, although you might have conversations starting back two weeks out, but in the last – 72 hours that's really when stuff starts heating up before that happened you know even before anything with Christos Porzingis came up I mean how active were you guys working the phones before any of that came up because you know rumors there's rumors that come from everybody and you can it's almost so much that you can't keep up with it you don't know what's real what's not I mean how how determined were you guys to at least make some kind of move at this deadline we were determined to make any move that we could make that would have helped the roster. But what, what we didn't want to do is actually just make a move for the sake of making a move. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. you can get you can get trapped into that. And we had goals. We had, you know, our goals as we entered the week, what we wanted to get accomplished. And if we couldn't accomplish that, we wouldn't have done anything. Um, we, we liked our team. We liked the way we're playing. We had some really big wins over the last couple of weeks. So, so we felt like, you know, if we can't make our roster better, if we can't add more flexibility, um, if we can't add more depth, then we'll just we'll just hold off until the summer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And taking it back to uh, Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie for a second, are there certain things you looked at with their games, you know, this this season that lets you know, like, okay, well, you know, they, they're not having the greatest season with the Wizards, but, you know, you know, look what they're doing here. It might be a better fit with us than it is with them. And, you know, we, we got a small taste of that last night and Mavs big win uh, over the Miami Heat, who are, you know, leading the Eastern Conference. I mean, what specifically did you look at with those two players that made you think, okay, this could this could work out for us? Yeah, I think uh, taking Davis first, his shooting ability. You don't forget to shoot all of a sudden. You're not like a an amazing career shooter, and then all of a sudden you forget. So that lets you know there's something going on. And it could be playing time. It could be injury. Um, you just don't know. And so there's – but you're confident that he can still shoot the ball. Um, and yeah. then we also know when you have an amazing point guard like Luca, he finds open shooters. Um, and now it's just a matter of can you can you put the ball in the hole? And we knew he could do that. So that that gave us confidence in him. And then when you start looking at playmakers um, and guys who from their career have always, you know, been able to score and also make plays for other people, Spencer's the perfect person for that. Yeah, well, we, we definitely see how both of those guys fit in almost seamlessly last night. And I mean, I try, I try not to, I try not to hype it too much. But you know, you can kind of tell. You know, if guys are playing that way in their first ever game with a new team, you know, it's kind of you figure it's going to be a seamless uh, fit for them going forward. But yeah, and the other thing too, Dalton is, you know, I don't want to hype it too much too. But you know, when a team's not playing up to their capabilities then you start seeing that the players aren't playing to their capabilities as well. And so it's like, hey, who's a guy who maybe you value him more than his team does right now because they're not winning? And then can you put him on our team with, with Jay Kidd and the, the, the players that we have surrounding them? And does that help them get back to the level that we expect them to play at? And that's kind of what we, what we kind of, uh, I guess, gambled in in this case. The biggest thing, because I spoke with Mark Cuban briefly, after the trade had happened 
and he noted to me – I knew Bertans was a career three-point shooter. What I didn't know is that he specifically sh is shooting like 56 or 57% from the corners like over the last handful of years. So uh, given what we saw last night with the number of opportunities that, that he got from the corners and everything, I, I think that's going to work out fairly well for you guys going forward. Let's hope uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just moving on here for a little bit, it, it, it was reported in the past, you know, the, the previous front office regime set up, you know, it's been well documented that it wasn't quite as, as organized as what it could be. Now with, with you there and Jay Kidd there and, you know, it seems to be a more structured deal. I mean, are there like defined responsibilities for everybody or does everybody just kind of get together and uh, make decisions together? Like what – What's the, the pecking order for you guys? No, we listen, we have a team and, and you, you value everybody on the team. You know, you want you want to hear everybody's opinion because good opinions can come from anywhere. And so everybody is able to sit at the table, kind of voice their opinion. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to make the decision. And that's that's ultimately going to be me. And then ultimately, you know, Mark's got to agree to it. Another big topic here is, you know, we're past the trade deadline. That's that's the biggest thing. But then after that, you have the buyout market. And uh, you said in your uh, post-deadline press conference that you pretty much thought the roster was set uh, going throughout the rest of the season. That was before, you know, bigger names became available, like, say, Goran Dragic, who is well-documented, great friends with Luca, basically like a big brother to him. Uh, but you also traded for Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, so, I mean, how much does that factor into it? Are there certain names or situations that could pop up that could change your thinking on, you know, having the roster completely set going into the last part of this season? Yeah, there. I mean, we, we knew that Gorn would probably be a potential buyout candidate, um, and there's other names out there too. Actually, I don't even know if I'm supposed to mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But, I mean, we don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> but we've done our homework, so we know we think we know who's going to get bought out. But at the end of the day, we have 15 roster spots already filled. And for us to bring somebody in, whoever that person could be, we'd have to release somebody. And I, I don't think we want to do that. I think we like we like our roster how it is. Uh, and there's nobody that, that I would feel comfortable releasing at this point to add room for somebody else. Going forward from here, because, you know, like you said, you flipped KP, turned him basically into two players who seem to be a good fit, and hopefully they continue to be going forward. But, you know, moving on from here, when you look for a, a true secondary superstar to pair with Luka Doncic, what does that ideal player look like in your mind? Great question. Um, I don't know that there's an ideal player. I really think that if you have the opportunity to bring another amazing player to play alongside um, Luca, they could be any position and great players figure it out. So I don't think it has to be, you know, a forward or a center or another guard. I just think, you know, when you have that opportunity to bring somebody in at that, at that top tier caliber, you let the players figure it out. And part of that trade and people have speculated on it, but I want to get your, your opinion on it too. You know, would you say trying to rebuild value of two players on, you know, some people don't, you know, they don't view Dinwiddie or Berton's deals as bargains by by any means, but would you say it, it's easier to try and rebuild value with them 
and, you know, potentially do something later than trying to move a bigger contract like KP making 30 plus million dollars a year. Is there, I mean, does that have something to do with it too? Obviously you like having the guys on the team and they're a good fit and everything, but uh, does it make it a little bit more flexible going forward? Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no question. I mean, we've been saying it, it gives us depth and flexibility and the flexibility comes in, in different ways, not just with your roster, but also potential moves down the road. One more thing I want to, I got two more here for you and I'll let you go. All right, no uh, problem. One, one, okay. So Luka Doncic, he is already, he's 22 years old. He's about turned 23. He's already made two all NBA first teams. The way he's playing right now, he might sneak in there and make his third uh, first team appearance this year, but yet he doesn't have a signature shoe yet. Is there any kind of arms you can twist uh, with Jordan being under the Nike umbrella or adjacent, whatever it is, to, to get him a signature shoe? What are we waiting on here? <laughs> so I can tell you this. He, they're in the works with Jordan. Nice. So it's, it's, it's on its way. Stay tuned. He's earned nice. it. Last thing I got for you here, and I'll let you go. Uh, we know how good of friends you are with Jason Kidd. Uh, we knew coming in this was basically – it was pretty much a package deal with you two. And, you know, given his previous head coaching stops with uh, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, didn't really go that well. Uh, there's a lot of people who questioned the move at the time. And uh, But when you decided you were going to come to the Mavericks and Jason Kidd is going to come and be the head coach here too, what did you see specifically from Kidd in the last couple years that you know, a lot of people didn't really talk about as much with him with the Lakers and as, as an assistant coach. Like, what kind of growth did you see from him the last couple of years that made you know, okay, this could be where he can turn things around in Dallas? Yeah, one, I, I think he's had amazing growth. I also think that when you look at the Milwaukee team, they weren't ready to win. You know, they weren't built to win and ready to win. But if you look at the development of the players that were on that team, you know, you look at where we're at now – they're all stars, um, and and him and his team had a, a big deal in that. But I, I do think that, and this is just human nature. Like as you have more experiences, you're going to grow from it. Um, and and Jason definitely grew from it. But the thing people don't really put a lot of emphasis on is the the job he did in the Lakers. Lakers don't win the championship without what he did. Um, I think the way he's able to communicate with superstars, the way he's able to support the team, um, and and the coach that he worked for. It, was not, it wasn't about Jason. Jason was in a secondary role, and he embraced the role, and he did everything he could do to support the head coach and also support the players, but never grandstanding. So I think, I think Jason learned a lot from his first two stops. Um, well, I know he learned a lot because um, we, you know, we've had long conversations about it, and I think what you saw in Jason in L.A. is more of a reflection of what you see in Jason um, here with us at the Mavs. Well, I mean, being home, too, you know, helps a little bit as well, I would imagine, because he's he's obviously uh, really good friends with Mark Cuban. It, you know, but it's basically family there. You have Dirk Nowitzki, who is now officially a special advisor for the team. So, you know, all that kind of ties in together, and I'd imagine that kind of adds to the uh, familiarity and comfortability for Jason Kidd this season. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, over time, the more experiences you have, you're going to grow from it and become a better coach from it. And he's – He's a much better coach now than he was at his first stop. And I think he's learned so much along the way at each stop that we're getting the best version of him. 
Well, Nico, you're off to a great start, in my opinion. You know, Reggie Bullock, he has really turned the corner and uh, shown the potential that uh, what you guys thought he would be in the second half of the season, and hopefully that continues. Uh, you have shown that you are not scared to shake things up, uh, which I know a lot of Mavs fans, they were eager to just kind of see something different after, you know, the last three years. So uh, I think you're off to a good start, man, and I really appreciate appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Dalton, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. You have a good one. All right, you too. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.